This is the Steeler Hits with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler back in the saddle for the final segment of today's show right here on SNR. Now, the power grid of Megawatts, that last segment was pretty cool. You know, y'all were giving us y'all feedback, even <laughs> to the point where we we had to identify a fake fan that was among us. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Snake in the grass. Ah, uh, you can't trust that guy, the viper, this dude. There's a fly in the ointment. Mm-mm-mm. Can't trust him. One bad apple that ruled the whole bushel. First of all, how dare you? Mm-hmm. All right. I would never. I would never. I would never. But now that we are back on you know, schedule. We're going to finish up with your tweets, and then from there we will start our conversation about the unrestricted free agents that the Seals currently have that we got to make a decision on. Would you bring them back or would you allow their services to no longer be needed here in Pittsburgh? But before we get there, let's finish other, up these some tweets Some other odds and ends to yes. get to. Yeah, our buddy Ranger, Ranger Abraham out in Colorado says, I just don't feel like one year gives us enough time to see the true effect of an offensive coordinator. And I agree with that. That's um, something that I talked about with Chris Carter uh, this week. Was just, I'm, I'm never a fan. I don't care what the sport is. I don't care if it's head coach, coordinator, whatever. Position coach, uh, video coach. I, I'm never a fan of firing somebody after one year. I just... It doesn't sit right with me. It screams like we're going to do the Lions thing. We're going to do what the Browns did for so long, and we're just going to spin our wheels, and we're going to fire our coaches every year and hope that we just hit the jackpot and get lucky one time. Now, do you share that same sentiment of players? Because we sure do cut a lot of players out the one year. Um, Guys that aren't homegrown. One year, one year with the Steelers. Just in general. But with, no, that, that's a, that's I a mean, good point. I mean, what's the difference, right? It don't matter if we're talking one year in the league, one year with the Steelers well, because— the, the difference is you have one offensive coordinator. You might have seven or eight wide receivers, and you got to cut some to, to make okay. your roster. But in the offseason, that's still available to you, and they still do that, and they still bring in guys if they want to. Sure, sure. So I don't think that those two things are mutually exclusive. No, I no, think no, that no they they're can not definitely, mutually exclusive. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Like, if we have that mentality after one season, because we're saying it, we're not saying cutting a guy in season. We just simply said we don't want to cut him after one season. Hmm. How many one season guys that we had come here where they underperformed and we could point to it and say, hey, man, this guy doesn't, no, he's not living up to his expectations. You're Dante doing players, Moncrief, why not do it with coaches? Morgan Burnett, John Boston. Ooh, like, man. we can go down the list. Ooh, man. One and dones. Yeah. What's the difference? Trey Turner might be on that list. So once again, what's the difference? Joe Schobert might be on that list. Why Why do we feel like this about a coordinator, but we don't feel like this about certain players? All right, you've convinced me. I'm on your side. Forgive me. That's 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 that alumni in me. You know, as a former player, I, every once in a while I got to be the voice for the players. But that is something that begs the question to me, though. It's like, why do we operate with the, I guess, I don't want to call it leniency, but we just offer a lot more rope, a lot more reason for variables, a lot more sure, space sure, sure. <laughs> when it pertains to coaches and their performance or the lack thereof, whereas with players, we take a lot more of a harsher stance. <laughs> you know, Our patience isn't as long with the players when we say, hey, both of these coaches and players both share a very important, very impactful role. Agreed. 
That's you know, you've convinced me the way you laid that out there. Consider me turnt. Turned up to the max, or just turned in a different direction, or maybe like uh, I got bit by a zombie and I'm turning into a one, West Virginia fan, one of the walkers. Yeah. Our buddy R. Bracy tweets us uh, along the lines of, you know, if this is Colbert's uh, last go this off season, hope he has a really great draft. Steeler Nation needs him to knock it out of the park, and and just kind of with that, um, wondering, you know, like how how do you feel about that? If because it's it's you know Kevin Colbert's contract runs through the draft, correct? Yeah. It, you think that that is still, you know, let him have one last, you know, because he's been doing the evaluations and the scouting all through this college season and is let him have one last hoorah, one last say before he goes. Do you think that they should try and find his replacement to let that person have their first impact on the roster? I also, too, Motsi, just for me, feels like with Kevin Colbert staying through the draft, Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Steelers are, are very interested in taking a quarterback because I don't know if you – your GM take the quarterback and then retire? It seems like something next guy. But how, how do you feel about that whole situation? I understand why. And I think it's more so because of the contract. And for me, put it like this. In terms of would they take a quarterback this year, I personally wouldn't draft one just because I'm not as high on this draft class. Agreed. So if you took that approach, then Kevin Colbert staying on, you're not necessarily worried about it having a negative effect if you're not planning on taking a quarterback in this draft. Because you know he can evaluate everything else, and everybody else is going to be on par with that because we know you didn't take the most important position. So I don't think that that's necessarily going to be an issue. But um, I also think that if you're promoting from within, in terms of a Brandon Hunt or Omar Khan, then or. Him staying on board is fine because he's working already in unison in concert with his predecessors or or excuse me, yeah, his predecessors. So you know how that's going to play out. Whereas if we're talking about a Lewis Riddick or you bringing in somebody from outside of this organization, you could have a little bit of an issue when, you know, Cobra takes it up to the draft. And now this other guy comes in and takes over afterwards and he's essentially left to make it work with the pieces that Kevin Colbert brought in, even the newer piece that he brought in. So that part, I could think I can see being a little bit more um, intriguing because of the variables associated with it. But at the end of the day, I do think that regardless of inside hire or outside hire, they are all going to need to get on that page probably sooner rather than later just to make sure that, like I said, man, this goes as smooth as possible while Kevin is here. And then while he is gone, and the next guy takes over as well. Jonathan tweets us and said, uh, Mason just spoke to the media, quotes pretty telling. One of those, Mason Rudolph saying uh, he really likes Matt Canada's offense, jet motions and such, but acknowledged that the offense fell short this year. Again, seems like Matt Canada's going to be back and, and Mason's going to get a real shot. You know what they say happens when you assume, Arthur Mo. <sighs> From you get my it understanding, right. you definitely get it right. But yeah, Mason's quotes today seem pretty telling, um, at least as we stand here now and, and what kind of the blueprint is going forward. John tweets us, I think Pittsburgh needs to be the, build the offensive line this free agency, take a young quarterback in the draft, let him compete with Rudolph and Haskins. Agreed, John. The only problem is it's hard to – I mean, if, you, if you're going just offensive line free agency – then you could quarterback in the second or third well, round. Well, because that's what I was trying to figure out. What round are you talking about bringing a quarterback in to compete? Because if you're taking a quarterback in the first round, you, I don't want a first-round quarterback that's coming to compete. I want a first-round quarterback that's coming in to be the first-round guy. 
for the next 15 years. Exactly. Yeah. And with this class, I do not feel right now that that guy is available. I, Next year you I can agree. make a case for it, but this year I don't feel like that guy's available. I agree. And and I don't know how much stock to put into these things, Motsi, but because every year is different. But the the, the, the top two guys are going to be Pickett and Brown. Those yeah. the two guys. How, how many quarterbacks last year would have been picked before those two? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Mac Jones. Trey Lance. Justin Fields. Sweat six, seven guys right now. Year before that would have been what, 2020 year? Yeah, that was. Was that the Kyler Murray? No, was that Burrow? That was Burrow. That was Burrow. Yeah, because Burrow was Burrow, Burrow Tua, and Tua, Herbert. Herbert. All three of them dudes is going. Yeah. Year before that was just the Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins year. So maybe they go behind Kyler Murray. Maybe. But Kyler Murray's still the clear cut number one. They I still feel like Hassan coming out was going to go ahead of those guys, Daniel too. Daniel Jones was a top 10 pick. Yeah. The year before that, of course, five first-round draft picks. Baker, Darnold, Rosen, Josh Allen, Who? Lamar Jackson. What was the one you said before Allen? I mean, before uh, Jackson, you said Darnold? it was Allen? It was the Allen guy you said? Josh Allen. Oh, where's he play at? He's pretty good. Yeah. Buffalo Bills, your favorite team. Here he goes. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 now you want to try to do this to me? You can't do this so to me, baby. So we know how teams fall in love with quarterbacks. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean necessarily that, that Pickett and, and Cor- I think it's Corral, right? Is yes, it Cor- it's Matt Corral. Corral? Matt Corral, okay. Yeah. Like the Golden Corral. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that those guys are going to go at the end of the first round because we know how teams reach for quarterbacks. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, But I just I, I, I think that this is a, is a down year for quarterbacks. That doesn't mean that those two guys can't be good. It's just there's not the plethora of competition that there was in the previous years, and I think both of those guys can be good if they land in the right situation. Like, if I was Kenny Pickett, I would be jonesing to go 18th overall to the New Orleans Saints. Perfect landing Oh, spot. yeah, you good. Yeah, yeah, it's money. Dome, good offense, Sean Payton, one of the best offensive lines in the league. That's a great landing spot. No, no question. And so, you know, you, I think you can see how those things work out, too. For, for guys like Josh Allen, better landing spot. Lamar Jackson, better landing mm-hmm. spot than, you know, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Some of those other things. The lit one, Rebecca, tweets us and says, <laughs> how many other teams are in dire need of a new quarterback? Well, see, that's always the question, right? Well, because for me, I always believe it's like this. Outside of probably seven teams that have their franchise quarterback, everybody else is always looking for their guy. And I look to different examples, right? I say San Fran, Jimmy G. He's not an elite guy, but he's a QB1. What do they do? They draft Trey Lance. You think about when Tom Brady was in New England and they thought, okay, is his run coming to an end? What do they do? They bring in Jimmy G. We can go down the list of different teams that don't have franchise-caliber quarterbacks, and they all are always searching for a guy. Shoot, Mitch Trubisky. What do they do? Hey, man, get Justin Fields in here. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's a part of it. So, yeah, a lot of teams are actually looking for their guy right now. Yeah. There's always teams looking for a always, quarterback. Always, always. And that's why it's funny, you know, you know this. I always laugh like every year around draft season, you gotta go get your quarterback right now because you're gonna get left behind. There's always teams that are always. looking always teams that are looking for quarterbacks always. in the National Football League. Uh Jonathan follows up uh and says Mason was talking about um, you know, how since he is not an eighteen year established he do what Matt Canada wants him to do. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> I'll tell you what. How you feel about those? He didn't even he didn't even bring any he didn't even bring any red paint or yellow paint into the conversation. I mean, does he know what he's doing here, Mason? He say, he say, hey, 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 Canada, I'll do whatever you say. I'll run that jet sweep a thousand times. You want me to? 
I'll pick up Starbucks on the way in. Hey, Coach, did I tell you how much I love the bubble reverse? Did I tell you how much I love the screen pass? Listen, Coach, if you want to throw that ball, you know, three yards behind the line of scrimmage on fourth and three, I get it. I'm all for it, Coach. I would do whatever. It's going to be, folks, I said it on Monday. I'll say it again. Most interesting offseason to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan since Bill Cowher retired in 2007. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Devin tweets us and says, let Mason cook. You got to keep James Washington. I think you might get one out of two of those. If you're James Washington, is there any scenario where you are coming back to Pittsburgh? Nope. Okay. I mean, maybe with another team next year. Yeah, as the home team, is there any way that you're coming back to Pittsburgh? I, I, I'm, I've been trying to, how could I lie to myself to make me believe if I'm James Washington that this team would actually value me? I do not see that any way, shape, or form, regardless of how productive he can be, or even when he is productive in his roles, as we did see. It doesn't matter. I feel like for him, man, hit the road. Do, do his best for you. I would agree. I would agree. Richard says, I would like to see Dwayne Haskins really get a chance. Just want to see why we picked him up. One preseason game, that's not enough. I want to see what the man can really do. I think he's going to get a lot of spin this this offseason, the training camp and preseason. And I do hope that it's a legitimate competition where he does get a fair shake, not like uh, he just referred to right there where you wait until the fourth preseason game and now you're like, hey, now you get to go with the ones. That's not a proper evaluation to me. That's not a right. proper competition to me especially when every single week you rode out Mason with the the one unit. Like, I don't want to see that again. I want to see it be a legitimate competition so we can get a proper evaluation of Dwayne Haskins and not Dwayne having to throw to, I don't want to drop those names because it's going to sound like slander, but you know what I'm referring to, the guys that were practice squad or not even that. Don't you slander Cheddar Bob. That's why I said I was going to leave him alone. I ain't want to drop them names out there. <laughs> Uh, Steeler Rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire, as Tunch would say. Uh, I says, I don't think much will change in terms of the quarterback department drastically. Too many holes with the rest of the roster in the trenches, in the secondary. Need to uh, fortify some depth. That said, I'm quarterback. Yeah, wouldn't we all? And that's one thing that Mike Tomlin has made no mistake about. Yes. By week, he talked about quarterback mobility. Yesterday at his press conference, he talked about quarterback mobility. I would look for the next franchise guy. And again, I'm not saying that that's Mason. I'm not a veteran that they bring in. When You'll know it when you truly, when we know that they believe that they have their next franchise guy, you'll know it. Whether it's in the draft this year, whether it's next year. And I do think that that will be uh, someone who has the trait of mobility, certainly. Uh, Don Juan tweets us and says, everyone wants the Steelers to draft Kenny Pickett. Now, hold on a second, Don Juan. Not everyone he says, look what happened to James Conner when he stayed in Pittsburgh. Just too much pressure. The Steelers' next quarterback should be the guy from Western Kentucky. Got to do your homework on this guy. We will when we get closer to uh, to the combine. Uh, James did give Juan. us a Pro Bowl season, though. He did give us a really he did. He yeah, gave yeah, us Pro Bowl season. Really good season. I know what Don Juan means. It, it's always hard to 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 you know to to stay in your home. To, the expectations are through the roof. Uh, a, a lot of that stuff. I get what he's saying. But um, Kenny isn't homegrown, though. Kenny's he's from, from Jersey. He's from he? New Jersey. Yeah, he's a Jersey kid. Well, I guess if you want to be technical, JC is from Erie, and is Erie. it's Western Pennsylvania, but it's also two hours away from Pittsburgh. No, no, but in the sense, like, Erie is still considered, like, but this They're, they're part, Pittsburgh right. fans. It's similar yes. region. Whereas, yeah. like, New Jersey. That's a world away, that's cousin. Like, that's oh, New York City. That's New York, yeah. Them apples to oranges, baby. Bruce Springsteen over yeah, here. man. 
just the oranges, baby. Cuban Dan. Just trying to think of some fruit. Cuban Dan responding to talking about the one-year difference between players and coaches. Um, I feel like the difference is that uh, you see the players on the field tangibly. You know, it's okay. a little bit harder to pinpoint the effectiveness of a coach and coordinator because of the macro aspect of their job. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, now, just possibly why we view them different. I no, think no, I like that. I think that's true. Yeah. I like that, but I'm not directing this towards him. Sure, just the, the thought but process. But to the thought process, we don't coaches, staff, player personnel decisions aren't never made by fans because fans aren't trained to see these things. As a professional athlete, though, that did this for nine years. We can see certain things and we can pinpoint and say, hey, that's scheme related. That's coaching related. We can also point to things and say that's personnel related. So it's not directed to the fans, but it's more so directed to coaching staff of, hey, if you can evaluate a player in one season and say, you know what, I haven't seen enough. This is it. Let's get rid of him. You can't do that with a coach as well. That's my issue right there. That's the disconnect that I have because as a person that has done this, I can look and say, hey, when you have Ray Ray McLeod trying to crack black one eight or crack block or, or seal block, right? So those that know, seal block meaning you're the end of he's trying to cut everybody seal? off, seal it so that way Naj can run outside and get out, you know, on the little toss plays, right? When when, when you gotta see Ray Ray McLeod in that position when you have a guy like James Washington, you have a yeah. guy like Chase Claypool who just physical stature put them in a better position to do that, that is coaching related those are the things that i refer to when we talk about oh why does the offense seem lateral why why is everything side to side that's coaching related so those are the things where i'm like yeah man you gotta identify that if you can identify a player and you say you know i don't think he's gonna cut it after one season well dang on shouldn't it be the exact same way with these coaches because to me they hold just as much significance professor Laying it down. All right, we got about ten minutes left here. Let's run well, through I figure some we of these. Got, yeah, give me another two minutes to the to the chat, and then after that, we do have one topic that I do want us to hit, man. In terms of these uh, sure. unrestricted free agents, uh, Richard tweets us and says, eh, "People from Erie are really in Cleveland." I <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it. Uh, like it. Damian tweets us and says he would also like to see Josh Dobbs get a fair look, uh, particularly maybe some intriguing stuff with the RPOs. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Dobbs, I would imagine, will will be with the team and uh, and we'll get some looks as well. I don't know if quick would rebuttal say, or quick question. Looks, but would you would if you had to choose between Josh Dobbs and a Tyler Huntley because of the whole RPO element? <laughs> because that is what makes Dobbs intriguing. And for, Ty- Tyler Huntley, I think. Okay. But why, though? I've actually seen him do it more on Sundays. Now, Dobbs has had his moments mm-hmm. when he stepped in in the past. I don't want to disagree with that. Okay. But I think Hunley did it this year with a tattered offensive line with no running backs. I thought I thought it was impressive what he was able to, to okay. do and, and keep them around. Now, you weren't worried that the shoe had finally fallen off, though? Well, because we did that's a fair see point a, too. A, a now you're now you're really getting me right? to digress here, Arthur Motes. I'm trying to run through these quickly, baby. I'm sorry. I, you know, it's, it's one of them days. Blame blame the delivery. <laughs> TC says Usain Bolt wouldn't have escaped the pressure with the offensive line this season <laughs> allowed. Uh, Charlie Charlie Batch flat out called out the scheme on offense, not the talent. Mm-hmm. The scheme. Again, and I that's like. That's fair. Like I, it's 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 it has to be. But like, there's people that are gonna point to one or the other. And again, Charlie Charlie's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. 
but it's both. Like, both sides, the scheme and the personnel, have to take a bite of that stink sandwich yes. that was the offense this year. No one's, you know, it's it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah, I the would The scheme agree with failed, that, and and the personnel was not up to snuff. It, and, and that's when you go, what, six straight weeks without scoring the first half. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't do it. Can't can't, I, mean, I mean, we set a record. We, huh? And not one that you want to set. Not at all. Uh, Grayson, our buddy Grayson Rogers, up, country Grayson? music superstar down in Nashville, says, bring in Tyrod Taylor, bolster the offensive and the defensive line. Now, y'all know I'm all for that Tyrod Taylor talk, baby. Come on now. You want to see bias Arthur Motes show up? You start talking Tyrod Taylor, bias Arthur Motes shows up. Okay, a couple quickies, and then we'll get to your last uh, conversation yeah. here to get us out of here. Because the worst case, if, if depending on, because I can't see it. But if it is robust, like, you know what, we can table the rest for tomorrow. We can table. Well, let's let's we do can, these we last can, we couple ones okay. here, and then we'll see Let what time know. it is. Katie says, sup, cousins? Wes, God. Been thinking about the defensive line today, how they struggled down the stretch. If Tuit and Tyson Alualu are back next year, do you think we need to really address the position? Are we comfortable if those guys are back with some of the depth pieces that we saw get a turn this year? Um, if they were both back, sure. But with one in terms of Tyson, you have to wonder at this stage, is he going to consider retirement being that he had a season ending injury? And what does he look like in his recovery from that since he is older now? With to it, are you willing to risk it again? In terms of him not being available to you for whatever reason it could be, in terms of we know early on when he was dealing with, with the, the passing of his brother, but then we also knew that he had a knee surgery as well. At some point, they were reports that he was running and looking better, and then it kind of all disappeared. So I don't know all of the details with that. Um, when we get that information, we'll communicate yeah, it, but yeah. we, we haven't had it because he's been on IR, so Coach Tomlin hasn't been obligated to speak on him either. Correct. But that's my only concern with that element is, like I said, both of those guys are – I know Ty, Tyson is over 30. Tyson's, what, 30? If I'm 30, he's 32, 33 years old. But like I said, coming off a season into injury. With two, we just don't know where he's at mentally right now. We just don't. Mm-hmm. So you could be looking at, yeah, on paper, both of those guys coming back, you feel confident. Or you're saying, hey, we got two massive holes we need to fill. That's it's all about the perspective. Like, which do you want to gamble on it? Because if you right. gamble and you guess wrong, and it's like how it was this season, well, our run defense and other parts of our defense is gonna continue to look the way that it has. So that's just one of the things that Kevin Colbert, Mike say, Tomlin, they're, they're gonna right have now. to yeah decide on that because that yeah. that can be the difference in this team looking really good, this defense looking really good, and it you know being the reverse of that. All right, David wants to know, take your pick. Steelers quarterback next year, Pickett, Rudolph, Haskins, Corral. Say all them again? Rudolph or Haskins? Okay. Pickett or Corral? One of those four. Who would you pick? Oh, man. Um. Oh, man. Well, for me, I would probably – who has more player, uh, more experience between Haskins and Mason? I think I'd go Mac Corral. Mm, no, nah, I'm going to go – Why not? Honestly, I'll probably, I'll probably go Mason as it sits today. In yeah. terms of winning games right away, yeah, Gordon Mason. If I'm if I'm yeah. thinking in the long term, yeah. But if I'm I'm winning but games, no, no, no. Because day one, what was the, the question was for next season, right? Yeah, yeah. He didn't say anything about long term. He said next season. I, I listen very well. So if next season is what you're referring to, then yeah, give me Mason right now. And that, like I said, that could change based on preseason. That could change based on who we bring in draft for free agency. But Correct. as it stands today with that group, yeah, because I don't feel like Matt Carroll has or excuse me, Matt Corral has done enough 
that I'm just so confident no, in him. No, I'm not either. Kenny Pickett. I don't feel like I'm so confident no. in him that he can come here and just turn it around. Agreed. Like, I don't. We even saw Trevor Lawrence, who was viewed as, like, the perfect prospect going in a situation that wasn't ideal, and even he struggled. And I don't think Kenny or Matt are even in the conversation of what Trevor was when Trevor was coming out of college. Completely agree with that. And that's kind of, like, why my stance has been what it's been in terms of drafting quarterbacks this year. I don't feel that way about any of these guys I like I felt either. in the past. And if I don't feel that way, why am I going to allocate a first-round draft pick for them and now we're sitting here and we're just on the hook of them because we drafted them when we drafted them. Not because we believe in them, not because they're good enough, not because the productivity, solely because we drafted them there. Preach. Let's not do that. Now, see, me, me's a little depressed here. Oh, no, not me. Me tweets us and says, for 18 years, we've been privileged to have a Hall of Fame franchise quarterback. As long as number seven was in the lineup, always felt we had a chance. That's over now. We all in Steel Nation are going to need, need to be very patient. I say three to five years before we're relevant again. Now, hold on, me. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers we're talking about, all right? We're always relevant. 17-0, 0-17, first place in the division, last place in the division, and everywhere in between. The Pittsburgh Steelers are always relevant, okay? Mm-hmm. We could go 6-11 and 11 next year. And we'll still be relevant as anybody. In fact, if the Steelers are that bad next year, all They'll the national media are probably talking so. about them yeah. all the time. Yeah, exactly. And listen, I, I know that it can be daunting, I think particularly for those of you that are older than Moats and I, and you lived through the time between Bradshaw and Ben. I get that. But it is also in the NFL, you can turn things around very quick. You hit on a couple draft classes. It does happen fast like that. You hit on a couple draft classes. Cincinnati, prime may- example. It took them two years. Tampa. We saw that. It took it's, them all offseason. It, it's not baseball where yeah. it's a five- to seven-year process. It's not hockey where it can be a really long process. It's not basketball where it feels like you have to get the guy. We, we've seen a lot of teams in, in the NFL turn things around rather quickly. And, and again, it's not easy, but it's certainly possible. Uh, Thrash tweets us and says, heard um, Wolf and Starks talking on in the locker room that Tyson posted about wanting to come back. He did. Yeah, he and, and we're not saying it in terms yeah. of, like, yeah, if he wants to come back. I, I obviously threw out the whole retirement part of it as well, but what does that look like for him? Dollar amount as well. Sure, like, sure. It's, like I said, it's a lot of variables that go into that. If you, Like I said, if you believe and you think that, hey, man, I can hang my hat on this for 17 games, two at 17 games, then, yeah, you roll with those guys because when they are available, they are really good. They play at a high level. But we've also seen that, man, if they are unavailable and we don't account for that or prepare for that, what it can look like. Wallace tweets us, maybe last one here. Wallace tweets about, you know, like historically as it relates to Tua Nalu, sitting out a year seems to rarely do players good. Mm -hmm. No guarantees they are effective as they were, even if they are back. That's a fair point as well, too, certainly. That goes back to the whole age part we were talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, the older you get, you want the guys out there playing more. You don't want those guys taking time away and then trying to come back. Those things usually don't work out the way that we think it's a good they point should by work Wallace. out, man. Like, oh, they were just off the whole year, so they're right. going to be fresh. They're going to be healthy. Oh, y'all saw us that. Remember with the arm? A year, uh, another year moved from surgery, you know, man. He got to recalibrate it. A lot know? of people use that same logic with Lev Bell as well, too. Yeah, they, they would say, man, the arm is too strong. It's hmm? too strong. I'm too strong. With that Gary Bortier out there? Yeah, yeah, it was too strong. I'm too strong. I was like, man, it's, it's too strong now? I ain't never heard of that, but that's what they say. Mutsi. How we, much time we have, We man? punched the clock. We got to go. <sighs> so do you want to tease your last topic that you had for us for tomorrow? 
You want to tease it? Are you are you gonna allow moi? Are you gonna allow tease moi it, baby? to really tease, tease a show it. for tomorrow? Tease it. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, same time, same place, local heads. We will be talking about at the beginning of the show too. Our unrestricted free agent series. We'll be starting off where we want to talk about Ooh. Joe Hayden. Now, is this like on Disney Jukes Plus or Netflix? Or? This is even better. This is on SNR Unlimited. Ah, I know the okay? Steelers best podcast yes. on demand. Yes, on free. demand. So you can't go wrong with this. But we are going to talk about Joe Hayden and Chooks Okorafor in terms of would you bring them back? At what price point would you bring them back? Or would you allow them to leave? But if you're allowing them to leave, how do you go about replacing them? Oh, I love it. So you know that's going to be a lot of fun when we talk oh, tomorrow. But you're going to have to come back with us tomorrow to hear that conversation. So with that being said, let me give a big boy shout out to my great hair colleague, my partner in crime, Mr. Producer, Wesley. Bing Hilder. bang. And then also let me spin the block one time every rip and get the remix and give a big boy shout out to my partner in crime, the one and only good hair, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bang. Mama, there goes that man. Shout out to the power grid, the megawatts, and every single one of y'all that have tweeted the show and ultimately continue to ride with us even Love during yes. the off season. We greatly appreciate Love you. Yes. And as we always say, we will see you this time. Same place, knuckleheads. And as always, you know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. Still is. Mm-hmm. Nation. Mm-hmm. Radio. There it is.